Hello and welcome to Our Lady of Victory. It's April 6th, and we're going to reflect today upon the Gospel reading from Mass, which is taken from John, chapter 8, verses 31 through 42. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to John. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I tell you what I have seen in the Father's presence. Then do what you have heard from the Father. They answered and said to him, Our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You are doing the works of your father. So they said to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' audience consists of, as the Gospel tells us, those Jews who believed in him. So why this contentious dialogue between them? Well, I think Jesus is trying to, he's continuing to form his disciples. He's trying to deepen their level of understanding to raise it to his level. Disciple means learner. Jesus is the teacher. He's trying to teach them and, and reveal more and more to them over time. Jesus says, in order to truly be free, one must know what is true. Well, it isn't this assertion alone that gets his audience excited, that aggravates his audience. That isn't the only challenge. You see, knowing the truth requires living according to it. And that costs something. That always costs something. So I think this is the uh, tension that arises out of this. That his audience is realizing that. He's challenging them. Well, what might that look like in everyday life? What might coming to know the truth and living according to it look like? Well, this made me think of an encounter I had years ago uh, at work. Uh, it's almost 40 years ago now. I was working in a warehouse. Like one of my first, I call it a good job. I was getting paid decent money to work in a warehouse, working my way through college. And um, I came across a co-worker. His name was Bill. And Bill was probably in his mid-40s at the time. And Bill had walked away from a career as a professional. I don't want to say the profession right now because... 
somebody might get mad at me for criticizing their profession, but he was in a profession that he felt, not only felt, but where he had to act dishonestly in order to grow his business. He had to, you know, massage the truth to keep customers coming back, to have them come back for more and more services that they really didn't need. And this over time just weighed on him. And that, and coupled with the way he was living his life, he uh, drank too much, he told me. He gambled too much. It was putting stress on his family life and his marriage. So at one point, at a point in his life, Bill had a conversion experience. He heard the word of God and it convicted him and gave him eyes to see the sin in which he was enslaved to. He was worshiping a false God, God of money, status, and he was sinning in that state of being. Well, the truth set him free. He came to know the Lord and he walked away from that business. And that's where I met him working in this warehouse. He walked away from money, status, his position as a professional, right? His status as a professional and came to work in a, in a warehouse because he knew he could no longer do that job without committing these sins. So Bill kind of acted like Abraham. This is where you get this comparison to Abraham, at least in reflecting upon it, this is how I saw it. Um, you know, Abraham, if you recall, God comes to Abraham and he says to him, go forth from your land, the land of your relatives, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So in context, that was a direct quote from Genesis chapter 12. What God is asking Abraham to do is to do what Bill did. Walk away from what you know. Walk away from your source of income. He was in the land of his kinsmen. That's where his his uh, ability to support his family was. That was where he was safe, protected from hostile forces. And to go into a land that he did not know. It took a great deal of trust. It took a great deal of trust for Abraham. Then it took a great deal of trust for Bill to walk away and to trust that God would provide for his family. So it's the same for us, right? <laughs> you know, to walk away from the things that we know in order to follow God, it's a challenge. Remaining in God's word, hearing it, coming to know the truth and responding to it always costs us something. Jesus goes on to say, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. I think it's important to think about that a bit. Because sin is more than wrongdoing. It's a power. And this is biblical. You'll find this throughout the Bible, especially in the letters of Paul. Sin is a power that we are powerless to free ourselves from. To be a slave to sin means, means to be catastrophically separated from God, from the eternal love of God. And our repentance alone is not enough to set us free from that. Only God's action and grace can set us free. That's an important biblical concept to think about. 
on Good Friday, which is rapidly approaching. When we think about what Jesus does on Good Friday, the Son conquered that power and he made it possible for us to live in union with God, not separated from him. St. Paul says that God delivered us from the dominion of darkness, from this power of sin, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. This Lent, I think, is what remains of it. Perhaps we can all think about how we can strive to remain in his word so that we will truly be his disciples and so that the truth can set us free. Go in peace, brothers and sisters.